Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Welcome to Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets, episode 87. It is Thursday, March 20... I decided to start saying the date. 25th. 25th, Mm. 2021. Joining us in studio, our special guest... Alex Davis. Andy Brampernard. And as always, Tommy. Wow, you're so good. Split second timing. We'll be right back after these exciting announcements from our sponsors. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tom Bernard here with my friend John Schwartz, co-owner of AAA Movers, a family-owned part of the Metro since 1964. John, first off, when it comes to moving, not all companies are created equal. What are some of the scary stories you hear about other guys? Tommy, if you hire Chuck in a truck, you unfortunately are going to get Chuck service. AAA Movers makes it our mission to guarantee satisfaction with every step of what can often be a stressful time in your life, moving. We move 10 to 12,000 families every year. So from your price quote to the professional, respectful way we handle your life's possessions, we'll make your move easy. I like easy. By the way, this month, if you mention Tom Bernard or KQ, you'll get a free moving box kit with every move, and you'll save 50 bucks off with junk removal with junk luggers. Your move is always triple guaranteed with AAA Movers. That's their price guarantee, safety guarantee, and satisfaction guarantee. Call 612-588-MOVE or online at aaamovers.com. AAA Movers, you may not move every day, but they do. We are back with episode 87 of Car Selling Secrets. Before we get into the car talk, and that's going to be extensive, um, we were talking uh, at the end of the last show about George Foreman naming all his kids George. Uh, (laughs) When my nephew was, I suppose Mike was maybe three years old, he was a huge Kirby Puckett fan. Love Kirby Puckett. But he's a white kid that grew up in Burnsville, and he didn't understand that not all black people were named Kirby Puckett. So when he'd watch a baseball game, it's like Kirby Puckett winds up, and here's the pitch, and Kirby Puckett hits into the deep left center field. He's rounding second base. Pick it, pick it. it was just so funny. And uh, I still tease him about that, and he's a pharmacist now at HCMC, and he's like, all right, Uncle Doug, maybe you could back off a little bit. <laughs> One thing is no matter how much you grow up, you never grow up to some people. That's right. Well, in my family, my dad, who was, you know, was a college professor, got a doctorate at Harvard, is referred to as Uncle Bump because he was the youngest of his three siblings. And he used to, like, 
fall down. He rode his tricycle off of the pier into the harbor in uh, Providence, Rhode Island, and then fell down a flight of stairs. And so well. even after all that, he was still known as Uncle Bump. <laughs> That's a hell of a story yeah. right there. <laughs> Uncle Bump. Some 11-year-old girl dove off the pier and saved him when he was, you know, oh. three years old. So that was kind of cool. Wow. I wish he was here to tell the story because he could tell it better than I. Um, an interesting person is in the studio, Alex Davis. Alex is, uh, his parents are f- uh, friends of ours from the boating community. They used to be on F-Doc. Tom, you spent a little time down there at the Cove of the Kings. Yeah, absolutely. A few sure. years ago, Alex said, you know, what do you think about me selling cars? I'm like, you're smart, educated, personable, a total car fanatic, which is really unusual for people your age, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said, well, what do you want to do? And he goes, I want to sell Porsches. I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> and the reason I said that is your understanding now right. is that, for one, it, it, Porsches, Porsche is not a high-volume franchise. No. It's really kind of deliberate and a little bit slower-paced. And when you're learning, and I think when you're young, it's, sometimes it's easier if you have more people to practice on, higher volume. Campbell Walzer, Paul's, uh, one of his sons, is down there running the Mercedes store. And I thought these guys would be a perfect fit. And I arranged a phone interview, and Campbell pissed off HR by flying uh, Alex down for a face-to-face interview. They're like, we don't fly salespeople around the country. And he's like, yeah, my name's on the building, pal. Shut up. (laughs) Wasn't quite that. Um, So tell me, how has it been going? So you started in Wichita shortly after the last time he was on the podcast. And we looked that up for reference. It was August of uh, 2019. Yeah, so I think... I think it was October 1st was my actual start date. Okay. So I got down there in September, found an apartment that I liked, and called it done. Um, but no, it's been going really, really well. Um, it, we've had some management changes, which kind of always happens in the car industry, and yep. we have a really, really good team with us right now. So it's it's been a blast, breaking records and all that. That is cool. Yeah. So what's, what is it like versus what you thought it was going to be like? I mean, what was your perception of what the job would be like before you started so you know i before covid and all that kind of stuff i thought it was going to be a lot of events which it it very much is down there when you're in the luxury market there's usually an event that happens once a month whether it's polo or you know a a cars and coffee situation something like that usually happens and so i thought it was going to be a lot of that which it would have been having covid not been there but um then covid started to hit and we really didn't know like the rest of the you know the world what was going to happen and it turns out that everybody wanted a porsche um, so we broke. That was my first thought. Yep. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly like, yeah, wait you, a minute, you, we got three more kids to put through college. Yeah. So um but no, it was it was absolutely incredible and we broke records in June and then followed that with another record breaking month in July. Wow. Most most units, most volume. It was it was incredible. For, th- for those that may not know, um Walzer bought a, a collection of uh luxury dealerships in wichita kansas and it's uh porsche bmw audi mercedes lexus uh mini what am uh, jag land rover did mm-hmm. i get them all yeah that's it i always get in trouble i, know, right? I missed one <laughs> you forgot about it's like oh, i didn't forget about it i just don't like you yeah. anyway <laughs> um, and wichita nice. is an interesting community because there really is there's a lot of money down there there's kind of a big division between the haves and the have-nots. It is the home of the Koch brothers uh, from, what do they call themselves now? What's the Koch? It's, it's not the Koch refinery. No, no, no. Is it Heartland? No, it's Industry? not. What it's is not the Koch company? refinery anymore? No, they've changed nope. the name a long time ago. Oh, really? It's also... it's the, the Flint Hills Pine Bend Oil yeah. Refinery. And I think the company what? is Flint Hills Resources. Yeah. But that's the Koch brothers. And if you drive yeah, by Charles's house... It's uh, he must have got stood up at a senior prom because it's this massive <laughs> m- square mile uh, f- uh, concrete fence that goes oh, yeah. around this huge oh, estate. Yeah. Yep, and then his son has a property just on the other side of the campus yep. as well, which is you know the exact same size. It's and it, incredible, and it's actually the birthplace of uh, uh, the American aviation industry. Piper got started down there. Yeah, uh, Harrier. There's a lot of. Uh, it, 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 aviation. In fact, Harrison Ford, before he bought the dealership, flew in and bought a. I think he bought a Jag from the dealership. Come on. Yeah. No, I did not it was know that. About 2014 or something. Oh, nice. Well, that would have been nice to see. Yeah. But yeah, it's been it's been incredible. Um, 
you know, I, I always knew that Walzer, I mean, especially from, you know, you and talking to you, mm-hmm. that Walzer is just such a family-oriented company. And so I knew that that was what I was going to get into when I went down there. I just knew that that was going to happen. Um, but then I got down there, and I, I just kind of fell in love with the city. I mean, I, was, I went to school in Tampa, and the Toyota Corolla of Tampa is a Maserati Ghibli. Everybody has a Maserati mm-hmm. down there. And then you get to Wichita, I'm like, okay, let's count the number of Porsches that I see to see how viable this actually is, right? Because I didn't, I didn't believe it kind mm-hmm. of at first. And they put me in a, in, a, in a car overnight, and I'm driving around and going to get pizza and whatever. And it's Macan, Macan, Cayenne, 911, Boxster, 911, 911, GT3 RS. And it's like I'm seeing more cars in one night in Wichita than I did probably three and a half years in Tampa. Wow. Um, it's incredible down there. People love love that brand love that car very very loyal we just had porsche club meeting last night um at a uh, a local automotive club there that hosted it and they have like 212 members in the wichita porsche club they're doing autocross next month i mean they very very active very supportive group um but yeah I mean, it's just and everyone's super super nice because we're still in the midwest we don't have you know it's not porsche out of manhattan new york or right. anything like that or miami um so you're dealing with very midwestern valued people which is just incredible well you were part of a grand experience experiment not you personally but oh, good. when they bought that uh, paul and andrew uh, I, and i talked to paul a lot about it because it was it was a lot of money and it was you know we had to leverage the company to pull it off and i said paul you sure this is going to work and he goes well we're going to find out we, i want to <laughs> learn two things can we manage um dealerships in other states somewhat centrally obviously we have general managers that the uh, which does a fair amount of autonomy but still things go through the corporate level at some point point. and secondly does one price really work in luxury right and exactly. all the old car uh, people that you know still want things to go back to the 50s it's you can't sell Porsches one price it'll never work uh-huh. well i think the numbers are quite a bit better than they were when the yeah. when the previous owners did it how has that been what is it like looking at what's the most expensive Porsche you've sold in the last year and a half roughly well the 918 spider that we had in there was a it was a 1.334 is what it sold for a million dollar hypercar and it actually went off to singapore Oh wow! So it was all you never met the person. Never met the guy. It was all over the phone, and they just said, "Okay, we'll take it." Yep, wow. exactly. So phone calls, videos. I mean, everything that we do now is videos, um, and it's all video based. So eighty percent of our. I mean, yes, there are a lot of Porsches driving around Wichita, right? But I can't sell the same person, a, you know, a new car every single month, right? And so eighty percent of our business is actually out of the state of Kansas entirely, and so it's all video, it's all um, digital communication. And then we That's smart. conjure I, up the deal, and there we go. I was the new car director when the, when they first bought it. And, I, you know, I, quite honestly, I won't realized it was over my head. It was just too many franchises trying to it's process that. And Porsche was one of the most difficult because they really don't have packages. There's no Cayenne GSL or anything like right, that. Right, exactly. Everything's individual down to the color of the door sill plates on the cars. Yep. And if you get it right, the Porsche people go, wow, it's perfect. It has to be, you know, this whatever weird spec numbers. If you exactly. get it wrong, you've just made an $80,000 car sale-proof. Yep. But I talked to a guy who was a dealer in New Jersey, and because there's, there's what, 300 Porsche dealers in the country? Roughly? Right around there, yep. Yeah. yep. So what he would do for his ordering, I thought this was interesting, he'd look at the U.S. inventory and then order stuff that people didn't have and just wait for the phone to ring. Exactly. Eventually, eventually it, someone will do it. Unless you didn't misbuild it, because he knew what the cool colors and stuff were. Right. When I got down there, I, who had ever been ordering cars, I just, I didn't say anything, but it's like, okay, we've got all these blue ones and we've got green ones. I said, what are the most popular colors you sell in right. Porsche? And the answer is black, red, black, silver. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, this doesn't take rocket <laughs> scientists to figure it out. And I said, why do we have all these other colors? Well, so people know that they make Porsches in different colors. It's a good marketing tactic. I said, do you think it's possible they could discover that from a $10 brochure yeah. rather than a $160,000 car? Yeah. No, it's really interesting because I have, I mean, and that's what I really like about the brand is because you can really make any car your own. Like, I just got a call on Monday from a guest who wants me to try to find him a red with red leather interior. So red exterior color, red leather interior, Macan GTS with X amount of options, right? So it's going to end up being about an $89,000 car. Mm-hmm. 
and I went online and I can search, you know, across the nation. There are four that are on the ground and three that are still being conceived by Germany and built by that. So there's you get seven you get cars pre-built specs, so you can see what's in the pipeline. Exactly. Right? Yep. So I can see what's what's going to happen, and there's seven cars seven of what he wanted across the entire country, which goes to show that you can do whatever you want, but a unique car isn't always a good car. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. No, that's, that is interesting. So, God, I had another great question and I forgot. Oh, tell yeah. us about the uh, electric future of Porsche. Oh, There's yeah. a lot of stuff going on. So we just launched, I mean, Porsche is going nuts right now. So we have the Taycan, which was launched in 2020. And so it has the 4S, the Turbo, and the Turbo S. And everyone was all up in arms about, you know, an electric car having the Turbo name. Porsche being very, very yeah, much about heritage. Ford, right? had a, Ford had a little problem with, with that, that as with well. the electric Mustang. Yep. Says, That's not a Mustang! Yep. And I honestly think it's just really good marketing on Ford's part. And I've had arguments about this because when the car came out, I was like, why? I mean, call it a Mach-E if yeah. you want it to. Drop the Mustang, call it a Mach-E, whatever you want, I don't care. But what happened was all press is good press. So naturally, the Mustang came out, everyone was talking about it, and now everybody wants one. Yeah. Because everyone who had a Mustang shared it. Everyone in the family that, you know, has a Mustang owner in the family saw it and likes the car, and boom, free marketing. I hear it's a sensational car. I, I, it's one, there's two brands that the Walzers have been after for years and have never been able to close, uh, which is Volkswagen and Ford. I'm really glad that we don't have a Ford dealership because I'd be just be swapping employee leases on Mustangs way too quickly. <laughs> I'd be making so many bad financial decisions. Um, but, yeah, the Taycan. So we have the 4S, the Turbo, and the Turbo S. That was launched in... Um, 2020, and it's based kind of off of that look of the Panamera or an Audi S7, that very sport-back, very nice-looking car. Um, four or five seats, depending on what you option, of course. And then now they have the they launched the rear-wheel drive version of it, so the same standard body, and then you have the Cross Turismo version, which is that wagon off-roady, like mm -hmm. the A4 all-road, A6 all-road, E-Class, um, whatever they, Mercedes calls it. Um, and then eventually they're going to launch the Sport Turismo, which is the lowered version of the Cross Turismo. So naturally, Porsche has 27 different cars to fulfill one need because I know, everybody the, needs a car. The Germans are <laughs> like that. They're just crazy. They are. They are. We do uh, one of the tools that I work on is an automatic specials generation tool. And unfortunately, with Mercedes and um, BMW, you have to do it by hand. Yep. 112 different 112. models. It's like, guys. For Mercedes. Stop. Uh-huh. Yeah. For Mercedes. Yeah. Mercedes has a big lineup, and Porsche is getting that way. Luckily, they keep them. I mean, the Taycan and the Panamera are the largest ones. Yeah. After that, it's 911, and then the Cayenne, the Macan, and the Cayman and Boxster series are all pretty similar cars. So right? how fast are these electric cars, and what, are, what kind of range can one way get out too of them if you, if you drive if you them drive it normally. reasonably? Yeah. So if you drive and them normally. the reason I'm asking this yeah. is, I don't know if you know this, but Tom who's carefully listening, yeah. was, I, I think, the yeah. first Tesla owner in Minnesota back in 2000, and was it five or six? Absolutely. Yeah, long, long time ago, I know. that. I think it was 2005. I think you're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, so something like the Taycan Turbo S, which is a top trim, we have one in the showroom right now that's cherry red metallic, which is exact color that you think it is. It's a dark red with purple and gray leather interior, fully loaded car, basically. That's at 216. Um $216,000. That one will have a range EPA estimated of around two hundred. dollars um, Legally, Porsche won't let me say any more than that. No, I'm just kidding. In real-life testing, it's going to get around two forty. dollars Okay. Realistically, right? Um, if you, As long as you don't drive it like a maniac. And However, if you do drive it like the maniac, what happens? Exactly. You go 0 to 60 in 2.4 seconds. Oh, my Whoa. God. Yeah. <laughs> and it's you and two or three of your best friends. You can get four people to 60 in and two and, and a half two, seconds? Let's say 2.6 if you load the car in. I wonder wow. what the G-force of that would be. It pulls 1.35. I don't know from what I've this seen. about Alex, but he's really into Porsches and probably has the answer I've to tested, any question. I tested it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a Sorry, falling Paul. but 30% faster. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah, think of the... Think of a roller coaster in free fall and then add 30% to that. Yeah. It's mm, it's insane. Man. And it's and it, so Bruce Alexander, who's been selling Porsches down there for 23, 25 years, I mean... Is it, he the white-haired fellow? Exactly. I remember Bruce. Yep, yep. So if you go on our website, Bruce is the... I mean, it's Bruce. You'll see him. Um, but he got the opportunity when the Taycan was first launched to go and do the driving events that they have that Porsche is famous for. And, of course, COVID decided to cancel all of that for me, which is nice. 
Um, but he got to <laughs> he got to go and experience that, and he came back. And of course, all of us are just like, "What is it drive like? What is it like? What's it like?" I mean, it's Porsche's first electric car. This has to be good. And he comes back, and he just is the only way he can describe it is it feels like it's magnetically attached to the road. Wow. Nothing will ruin the driving characteristics of this car. And we're like, no way, you know, you're lying, whatever, old man. You know, <laughs> we love it. It's, <laughs> Bruce it's, is 37. It's endearing. Oh, jeez. I'm kidding. Yeah. But uh, no, he's, he's, uh, he was exactly right. I mean, the first time that I got the opportunity to drive the car, it was absolutely insane. I mean, it drives every bit like the King, the 911. It just does. So are they going to start opening up driving events soon? Rumor is yes. So we're planning on, um, we just talked to the Porsche Club last night, like I mentioned, but we're planning on having um, kind of an autocross event sometime in June or July and have actual Porsche out there, bring a couple cars and have a lot of fun. But God, There's nothing like beating up the manufacturer's cars. I, I remember, know. you know, I've, I've been <laughs> nice. to a few of those. <laughs> The Corvettes at Indy. Uh, when yep. the Miata first came out, they took them out to Canterbury, and we just wasted these cars. It exactly. was so much fun. You don't have to pay for tires. You don't have to right. pay for brakes. Or clutches. Exactly. All, yep. See what you can do. So, And uh, I would bet that that's something that's high in your list of things that you would like to do. I would like to do that, yeah. I mean, even just the normal training that we do. Like, they would fly you out to either Atlanta or... Um, Pebble Beach, just to teach you about how to sell these cars. I mean, it's Brand Ambassador 101, literally is the name of the course. The Toyota never did that with a Corolla. It's funny, no. <laughs> um, but, this I mean, is where the groceries go. <clears throat> exactly. And you put your library card in the sun visor. But it's stuff like that that I got to, you know, a massive opportunity to miss out on. And so I'm looking forward to, you know, having that back and being able to go to those driving events and stuff like that. But, yeah. Let's switch gears. I got another question for you before Ooh. we go to break. Yes. Uh, you started switch gears. Your own Excellent car Very reference. Clever, dog. huh? Well, this is Car Selling Secrets by Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. Um, <laughs> you started your own podcast, apparently. I did. Competition, Tom. What do you think? Uh, typical. Typical. <laughs> so tell us about it. What's it called? Where can you find it? Do you broadcast live? Is it pre recorded? Very is good. Is it any good? Is it crappy? Is it. It's you know what it's a couple of guys that just decided they want to do a podcast because it's it's um, it's another gentleman who works um, with Walzer but it's called Motor Minute and it's on Apple Podcast Spotify anywhere you can find podcasts it's there but it is pre recorded um, but we have an email that you can write into and uh, it's it's just really nice we you know we sit down at you know the bar or you know we're just at work and we're on lunch and we're talking about cars anyway we're like why don't we just put this on record yeah you know and so it's the whole concept is we're just kind of sitting in someone's basement it's either mine or his depending on the week and um, a couple of microphones open a couple of beers and just argue about cars for a while <laughs> well you got to do it live so people can call in speaking of which we do have the uh, talk and text line is wide open 561-228-4061 if you want to plunk down a quarter mil on a Porsche, we got uh, the guy here that can handle it. Actually, <laughs> they've several offerings that are much more uh, reasonably economical. priced as well. Yeah. Now, I don't know you can say economical exactly. I mean, a yeah. Macan, it's only 60 grand bit. for a Macan. That's economical. Yeah. Well, you know, the average uh, price of a car sold new in the U.S. right now is just a hair under 40, so that's not stratosphere. It's actually not right. a jump. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's, a, I mean, it's, yeah. it's money. It's money, but it's not 200 grand. So you're gonna. How often do you do you just record it when you get around to it, or? Uh, kind of. Yeah, we talk about throughout the week, but it goes live um, Sunday at noon. Every single Sunday at noon, oh, we'll have so a new you episode. Are doing a it show. it cool. is a schedule. Right. Yep. So it's a weekly show. So we did. We realized that we needed that, but we have yeah social media up and running and everything. It's kind of funny because everything that we decided to do about the podcast took less than five minutes. It's kind of a running joke. Yeah. So we were talking. We're like, why don't we do a podcast? And within five minutes, we had already purchased all the equipment on Amazon. Um, and then we're like, okay, we need a name. And I was like, Moto Minute. I was like, how about Moto Minute? You know, it has a ring to it. And Cody's like, no, Motor Minute. I'm like, okay, fine, call it that. And then I went home that night and spent five minutes on a logo. We did that one. We realized we hated that logo, spent another five minutes Wait, on a logo. You have and a logo? Down. Yeah, I have a logo. Whoa. We're professional, man. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's a lot of fun and the whole running joke. We don't prep for the show, kind of like this one. Hey, hey, uh, hey, hey. I, look, I got <laughs> yeah, things written down here yeah. to talk to ask Tom about. Yeah. Um, but it, we just kind of 
put on a live mic and see what happens. We mm-hmm. have a general idea of a topic that we're going to talk about. We'll mention that at the beginning of the episode, but it's always kind of comedic. We'll go back and listen and say, we ha- we were not talking about Teslas that whole time. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So I'm familiar with the concept. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Andy sat through about 15,000 hours of this stuff so far. Yeah. I think we should take a quick okay. break and then we'll be back. <laughs> Tom, I got a couple of things to ask you. We'll be back after these exciting announcements. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. I met the folks from Shift Real Estate last year on our way to Key West and loved their story. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees because they list for a flat fee of $5,000, and that includes photos, MLS listing, online marketing, and the assistance of a full-time realtor. Tell Shift about your home, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more. Shift Real Estate, the common-sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com because life is expensive enough. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. You sound like you're hammered. I like it. There's I a wish I was delay hammered, between here and Florida. Yeah. So, speaking of uh, people starting podcasts, what's the latest on Larry Moon Thompson, Tom? Well, we're going to uh, make a make a move. I think in the next couple of weeks to a different. Uh, what's that called again? A host network, Andy? What is it? Uh, yeah, a host. Yeah, I, I don't really want to say where we're going, but we're going to wait because, uh, you know. Al Jazeera uh, TV? Mm-hmm. Yes, Memory it's Al Jazeera, is it? Tom, come with us. No, that wasn't it. It was one of those. <laughs> well, anyway, I did um, put Moon in contact with someone at Cumulus yesterday. I don't know. I, at oh, this good. point, okay. it's in his hands. But as soon as he talks to that person and gets the okay, uh, I mean, I might be uploading an episode as soon as tomorrow. Oh, cool! I'm not sure, oh, good. but yeah, we'll see. But he has one in the in the uh, the hopper. I know that much. It's just a matter the of hopper. finding out where and when to put it. Gotcha. Well, a lot of people have asked me because I've been talking about it. No, probably let great the guy. cat out of the bag a little bit early, but he's you know he's super excited. I question the name though. It's like Moon, P Jug, and something else is the name of P Jug. P Jug. Well, what does that mean? He's in a wheelchair, and a lot of times he has oh. to use, you know, those plastic jugs they give you mm-hmm. in the hospital. So he thought that well, would be fun to minute. work that into the the name of the podcast. <laughs> How about the Cat Man and the Catheter Man? <laughs> not bad. I, wa- I like it. Cat. You can do an episode with him. That that's exactly. actually really good, Andy. You got to write that down so you don't forget. <laughs> Oh, believe me, I'll forget anyway. Yeah. Uh, I'd like come in and do the show, and I'd go, I didn't know you were in a wheelchair. Forget it. I'm not doing this. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, no, that'd go over really well. <laughs> yeah, huge. That'd be huge. No, no, I, Moon is one of the nicest guys you'd ever want to meet. That's you know, so amazing in this business because everybody thinks everybody, there are a holes. I think this is a podcast. There are assholes in this business that won't deal with anybody else from another radio station, and oh my God, we're competitors. I got friends at every radio station uh, there except for one. Seriously, there's one one guy who's just a complete douchebag, and it's we all know little, who he is. You know, yes, we do. One of these days, I should knock his ass out. What do you think? Yeah, just it'd to be do fun. It. it would be a lot of fun. To get sued for everything, but Eric Escola, if you're listening, caught. No, it's not Eric Escola. I'm just kidding. What happened, Eric? Is he still around? I I haven't seen him. I don't watch much PBS I anymore. Either. It's I always thought he was an interesting guy. I hated the whole scarf look. It's like, dude. I know. It's 95 degrees out. It's August, and you're wearing a Harris tweed and a scarf. It's, it's a, a beautiful wife, much. though, baby. I don't know if those kids are still together, who but is his, his wife is his gorgeous. Wife? The the big shot woman over there. What the hell's her name? Kathy Wurzer. The woman, the morning host. Kathy Wurzer, yeah. Oh, really? I didn't know they were married. I, be- huh. I, I knew I that believe off the top of my head. I'm not reading it. 
<laughs> Way to go, Andy. Yeah, you're, I'm not reading it off the internet. Another exciting <laughs> episode of Andy looks up stuff on the internet. Apparently, he retired in 2010. <laughs> exactly. So he retired re- 12 years ago. Yep. Wow. I guess From radio and television. I, yeah, I think he's just totally retired at this point. Well, wait a minute. Where, how's he going to come up with bus fare? <laughs> Did you know that about him? Uh-uh. He never drove. He he rode the bus. The city. He never drove. He rode the city buses. That's I think we got to get him on the podcast. This guy sounds way more interesting than I'd I ever love gave him credit for. I'll I'll get to work on that. Eric Escobar. I uh, oh, wait. I'll give you one. What he? Okay, no, he is yeah, doing. Was, he's still say. doing Almanac. Okay, uh, with his wife, who he is divorced from. Ah, oh, they are divorced. They but divorced those kids in 2014, but they're still co-hosts of the same TV series, which is interesting. There's a dynamic. Yeah, that yeah, is that's, strange. That's but yeah, the Twin Cities Public Television Almanac. That's what he's doing now. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, you always really? hosted that. Well, yeah, I suppose that's what he's doing still. All right, we'll get him on and interrogate him. What, why don't you like cars, you communist? You yeah, know, a bus is just a big car, so. Yeah, but you know. Yes. Yeah, so get in and let's go for a ride. What do you say? That's what we'll do. Yeah, sounds good. Well, doesn't he Works live for in, me. Does he live in Duluth though, or is he from Duluth? I think he's from if Duluth. If he's in yeah. Duluth and he doesn't have a car, it might be difficult to get him on. I got to tell you a quick story, though. And this was like 25 years ago. That was a long time ago, right? So uh, they did a really, a really nice episode, and I thought he did a really good job on it. And I called him, and he answered the phone. And I said, uh, Eric, this is Tom Bernard from KQRS. I just want to give you a quick call and just tell you... Um, that I really enjoyed your take on this thing tonight. Uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to say, good job. And he goes, wasn't that nice? And hangs up on me. Well, wow. So, so there's your, there's your. well, it's your liberal buddies. you know. Oh, I know, yeah. No, we all get together yeah, and you, you plot get the together. downfall you'll of America. Hate, you'll hate Tom, so <laughs> hang up on him. Yeah. I can hear it right now. I could hear it now, you turncoat. So, Alex, the, no, the, I, previously the guy we were talking about is Moon from the KS95 show. He's right. retired. And great he's, guy. Great guy. And we've, we've had him in here a couple of times, and he's starting his own podcast. But as a former Lakeville native, uh, do you ever eat dinner at the Crystal Lake Golf Course? No. Oh, no, I was, I was never invited. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's <laughs> there right. you your, go. Your parents like yours. I forget about that. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we, we went out because uh, of Moon's health. He's very COVID conscious. So we got together late last fall. It was just a beautiful, you know, October, early October evening because we could eat outside. Mm-hmm. And Moon started telling the story about the last time he was there. And he, and he doesn't drink or take drugs, but somehow the wheelchair got out of control and wound up punching a hole in the wall in the clubhouse. Oh, nice. <laughs> and he had to take us in there and, see, that's where you can still see it. And his wife's like, you're such a moron. <laughs> his wife is the best. What a great wife he has. Yeah, she's a wonderful woman. We're trying to get together she with them. Indeed. She wants to make sure that they're both uh, fully vaccinated before she's uh, going mm-hmm. to get out and about a little bit. Sarah wants to give her a little break from Moon. Can you imagine spending the winter in a house with him? Hi-yi-yi. Oh, geez. It's like Catherine <laughs> having to put up with me for an entire winter. Well, she leaves a lot, though, Same doesn't story. she? Well, that's, she's gone right now, as a matter of fact. So. True. <laughs> there you go. There what you, you have doing, it. Honey? Oh, I'm getting my hair cut for another six hours, just like I did three days ago. <laughs> 17 years of haircuts. Yes, that's exactly yeah. it. Let me go get my nails done. It I'll does, see you in four days. It does take her about six exactly. hours to get a haircut. So. Yeah. Oh, for Christ's sake. Honest to God, Alex. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll be back at around 7. I mean, you left at 11 a.m. What the hell's going on? What do you got cooking? <laughs> it's 8 o'clock in the hey. morning. What are you doing? Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm going to get a haircut. Yeah, oh, it's do like you? a putting okay. green. You want to cut it when the sun's just coming over <laughs> right, the horizon. Yeah. The exactly. blue light. The hair tilts that way yeah. and makes it a better cut. <laughs> Jeez. Because of blue light. <laughs> oh, God. Speaking of haircuts, my daughter's going through it right now because her kids started cutting their own hair. Uh, oh, oh no. That's a fun phase, I hear. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Never, They're looking a little ragged right that. now. Oof. No, they never did. So is Fawn cutting Sage's hair, or is Sage doing it himself? I think Fawn did it first, and then he kind of imitated her movements. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Sage is what, two and a half? He'll be three in January. I assume in June, and and Fawn will be five in May. 
So his dad posted a video on Facebook. It was just hysterical. It's Sage riding down, which is probably a cross-country ski trail, but it's muddy. Uh, There's no snow on it. A little two-wheel bike, and he's just going just faster than hell. The helmet on. Wheel goes sideways. He goes right over the handlebars. And, oh, and I said, "Damn, that would be me. I would be covered in ice mm-hmm. bags for about three weeks." Say, so just gets up laughing and heads right back up the hill to do it again. <laughs> so I got oh, the yeah. helmet. Oh yeah. Out of the made exactly. of rubber. Yeah. yeah so this morning, this morning, Alex, we uh, I, I get a call from my grandkids because we're going coming home Saturday. Yeah. So I haven't seen them in a couple of weeks. So we're going home Saturday. They're all excited. We're coming home. All the rest of it. I uh, get a call from them, and there's my my four year old uh, granddaughter and my two year old grandson dancing on the bed naked, and both of them stick their butt into the camera and go, "Hey, <laughs> pop up, my butt's hanging out." <laughs> oh, great! Yeah, nice. Thanks. Thank you so much for that. I feel much better now. And good morning. Yeah. <laughs> good morning. Good morning to you, kids. Absolutely unbelievable. Great having grandkids, though, man. Great yeah. having grandkids. Well, I'm not ready for them yet. Don't listen to them, kids. Get out of college first. And then <laughs> yeah, how old is your oldest? Well, yeah. Oldest just finished college. He'll 20, yeah, just turned 22 in January. Yeah, probably a little young, but. Well, it's, you know, you know. It does there's no convenient time to block 20 years of your life out to raise kids. Well, I, I suppose there's that. that. I got a late I guess the most convenient it, time would be retirement, but that's a little tough. But then you want to go hang out with your retired buddies. You don't want to raise kids then. <laughs> that's true. Oh, that's nice. Well, you know. What's what, a, what do you mean? Re- what's a retired buddy? What is that? Friends got, of yours that are retired. You just go and you got do, golf to play. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that'll be that'll be never. I was asked this morning. Do you think you'll stay another fifteen years? I'm like what? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do the morning show another fifteen years. Well, I probably will. Come to think of it, Shelley. Mm. <laughs> the general manager. She usually doesn't drink in the morning, does she? <laughs> <laughs> well, there is that no, is one I... thing is that people in radio, especially in Minnesota, tend to do it until basically they're not physically capable anymore. Yeah, I don't no, know. Dave Lee's retiring. I think this is, might true. be his last great week, guy. I think. Yeah, I think Another so. great guy, by the way. Another terrific guy. David Lee is about a nice guy as you'd want to meet. See, that's what I'm saying. Radio people in a lot of markets are, and there are some weirdos in this market, too. They take it very seriously. It's like, it's radio. Calm down, okay? This is not the, the, the Tonight Show. Although it gets better ratings at Tonight Show, so maybe it is better. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Honest to God, it's unbelievable. Well, Alex, did you, of, do you, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, let me ask Alex a quick question. Yeah. How old are you, Alex? 26. Do you ever watch television? I mean, broadcast no, television. No, I no, I don't pay for that. <laughs> yeah. Do you either. ever listen to the radio? Yes, I do. Yeah, I listen. Oh, you I, do? Yeah. I, <laughs> okay. Shout out to KQ. I what listen a, to it every of, morning on the way to work. <laughs> oh well, thank you. Thank You're you very welcome. much. Because a lot of guys your age, a lot of men and women your age, do not listen to the radio. No, I yeah, I listen uh, to I listen to the morning show, and then on my way home from work, I decompress it and. Listen to whatever I want, but yeah, it's not talk after after work. It's usually music. Mm-hmm. When we went down yeah, to Wichita right. at first, Tom, uh, Paul said, "Hey, why don't you check out the local radio stations and see if the, any of them would want to do something like you and Tom do on KQ?" And so I, I spent probably four How'd or five hours listening to the. Uh-huh. It's Slappy and Pappy in the morning. Mm-hmm. That's right. The traffic in the Greenwich Drive is backed up, and oh my god. There's no sign of intelligent life here in the radio dial, it. Mr. Walzer. Let's think of another strategy. Yeah. Uh, God, oh, I would have loved just... hearing you on a show like that. Uh, that I wouldn't great. have done it. You know, that's no. Who wants to do that? Boring. And nobody no, listens to it anyway. True. Yeah, there's. Uh, it's an interesting to. business now. Yeah, they did. They used to listen to shows like that. I I never understood it. I never understood this one. When did you start talking like this? Say, <laughs> tune in tomorrow. Who the hell talks like that? Well, baseball announcers. That's what I yeah. thought. Uh, yeah, that's um, true. Uh-huh. What's that's his true. name? Did such a brilliant job in Brockmire. Yeah. Um, um, oh, God, who was it? Was that Hank Azaria? Yeah, Hank yeah. Azaria. He yeah, had that, exactly. Had that pitch, that tone, everything was just <laughs> dead perfect. 1965 AM uh, baseball announcer. We have a call from Polly. Polly. Hey guys, Polly. how's it going? Marvelously well. How are you, my friend? Everything good? 
Yeah, back in St. Cloud. I graduated from the program there on Sunday. <clears throat> so I'm back up in St. Cloud again. Stayed at my parents' uh, house going crazy. <laughs> yeah. For 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 Alex's benefit, for, for a better understanding is... Mm. Uh, I don't drink. I haven't. I have been nine years since I don't drink or whatever. So every guy who's going through treatment it becomes a big fan of the KQ Morning Show. <laughs> and Paulie's one of those, right? Paulie, you did very well, man. You're alive. Yep, I'm alive. I'm still alive and kicking. And yeah, actually, Tommy. Well, I suppose you already know this, but when he went live on the air and said, "You know what? I'm taking step one right now." <laughs> And, yeah, uh, there you go. I know your problem was different than mine, but yeah, whatever. The reason I was calling is you you talk about your jobs over the years and stuff like that. Yes, so I just got back to town and I got a phone call or a message or whatever from the place I used to work at, and they want me to come back. And I'm like, oh, oh I good. don't know, but I'm kind of because <laughs> <I'm like, laughs> it would be familiar. But I'm like, man, that's like. The place was a lot of anxiety and all that stuff. Oh, really? So yeah, be careful with that. This, I don't want to tell them to go, you know, stick it up there, you know what, but what do you do? You just tell them, you know, maybe later or, or never again? I don't know. No, you, you know, what do that's you pretty... Those? I would say, and, and and you were absolutely right at first. Just say, not right now. I really appreciate. I, I really appreciate you calling us. It means a lot to me that you called, uh, checked on my welfare. But but I, I could you give me a little while to make a decision? That's all you got to tell them, right? That sounds like the right thing to do. Yeah, sure. I and then never call them back. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. You're absolutely right. Let it let it let it float for a while, and maybe who knows? Maybe you'll end up going back there. Wouldn't be the worst idea in the world, unless unless it is too nerve wracking. Then you don't want to do it. Yeah, would it call me a nerve wracking sons of bitches or whatever? You nerve wracking sons of bitches. That that, that was uh, Billy Bob Thornton in yeah, Tombstone. That's right. <laughs> Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's exactly. Nerve-wracking sons of bitches. Okay. Hey, Paulie, congratulations on graduating. I know that's that's a really big deal. Now that you're off it and you have all that extra money, maybe you should just go down to Wichita and buy a Porsche from Alex. Yes, sir. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) No, Paulie, that's Um, great. Congrats. How much actually does it cost to put the Intoxilock in that Porsche? (laughs) (laughs) Is that a first one? Is that a first one? Screwed up my 2001 Honda Accord as a transmission. It kept flashing D4 all the time. Oh my God. That's the first time that question's been asked. Alex finally gets stumped on a Porsche product knowledge question. For the first time. (laughs) Absolutely love it. What a great, great comment. How the hell did you guys figure that out? I said, well, because you're genius. So, yeah, exactly. I don't want to rip on the guys. <laughs> right, well, no, 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 I understand. Right? All right, Polly, Welcome back <laughs> home, pal. All right, thank you. Thank you, sir. Take it easy. Bye. And now, Just a very, very nice man. We got Joe from Louisville but, on the phone. Joe, another See, another Schwheeler. Yeah, I know. There you go. An, another ex-Schwheeler. How's, that, how's it going with you, Joey? <laughs> good, good. Um, just celebrated my five months on Tuesday. Yeah. See that's fantastic, man. You're doing well. Now, this is Alex. You might might like this story. I got a call from this guy mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Now I guess it is. Uh, I'm a big listener and blah 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 blah. He goes, I wonder if you do me a favor. And I said, Yeah, what's that? He said, I want you to come and meet my family. I said, What? He goes, Yeah, I want you to come come and meet my family. I said, Where? At my parents' house. I said, oh, okay, give me the address. So he gave me the address, and he goes, yeah, well, he'll never come, blah, blah, blah. But I actually showed up. Remember that, Joe? I actually I actually <laughs> did come and meet your family, and we've become very good friends. You got lost. But you had to throw in the negative part, typical. <laughs> Tom, you dope, you got lost. They, uh, they changed the roads out there faster than they can update the uh, GPS systems. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. So what's going on? So five months when? Tuesday. You know, I would say a perfect time for you and Paulie to call in Car Selling Secrets because two guys who never drive drunk. See? 
That's not what yeah. what better ad could there be for cars, right? <laughs> right, I love right. That. Joe Joe builds uh, Fords down in Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. And just even though we've been talking about um, Porsches, uh, Joe Alex is actually a Ford guy at heart. I am. I am. Good da- man. Daily drive a Mustang. Got to get it done. I love my Lincoln. Oh, there we go. Which one do you have? I got it. I got the MKC, the one we build. Oh, very good, very good. Yep. Yeah. So, well, how does that work? Build. You build one and, and you leave there. parts out and say, you know, I'll give you ten grand for that one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just there just, you go. Yeah. Forget a steering wheel or yeah. something and ship nah, it off. We can't nah, sell we can't this. sell that one. Shoot. You know. <laughs> I'll take it out bank and get rid of it for you. Well, that's what happens. Someone we have a BMW on our lot right now, which is a really interesting car because I, th- I think it's a 2018 or a 2019 low mileage. It's a six series, so yeah. the sedan. And it was a misbuild from BMW, by the way, something that Porsche never does. It, it, will, it will not get past their quality control. But anyway, um, yeah, I guess it showed up, and this is a pre-owned car, so it's not one of ours. But it does not have, and it's supposed to have, a backup camera. No backup camera. And it doesn't have comfort entry or push-button start. But it has everything else that yeah. it needs. So the Germans just missed the backup camera and the push-button start for that Beamer. <laughs> and the guy probably got it for a steal. Because he walked in with his ordered car and said, this is not what I ordered. Give me money off. But luckily, it wasn't our client. Joe, so. you don't have relatives in Germany, do you? Yeah, right? No, no. <laughs> At least not alive. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you know. Uh, I'm a dis- I think it's I'm, fantastic. My last name is German, so I'm guessing I'm descended somewhere from uh, Germany, Austria. But I can understand getting away with missing the backup camera, but how do you get away? How do you not put in the push start and ignition? I have no idea. How, 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 how do you start it? So there's, they have a little turn key. Uh, BMW still has like their their fail safe. So you get in and you turn the key in this car, I guess. Hmm. You see, kids, odd. you used to have to put the key into the car yeah, right. and then turn <laughs> yes, it to right. start it uh, like a weird. doorknob. Porsche still have that. One of the last brands too. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mine, I just sit in it and push start. <laughs> I do wonder, though, what Indeed. the failure rate of a key ignition versus a push-button ignition is. Because if the button stops working, what do you do? Get another button. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Get or, another button. Whereas the That's key, great. you know, it's 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 analog, so unless something goes terribly wrong, it's not going to break. <laughs> well, or, they do wear out after a while. They do eventually. They, some keys, do. it's not unheard of from to snap off in the ignitions. Yeah. Which is a, a pain. Yes. you got to get the pliers out at that point. <laughs> Absolutely. I like it. Joe, congratulations on the phone. We're not going to make any trucks. Well, that's yeah, exactly no right. The what? Doug, you're the host. Oh, I'm you're sorry. You're the host, Doug. All right. I thought you were <laughs> still talking. We actually probably have to go. I think it's kind of the end of the hour, isn't it? Kind of. Thanks for calling in, Joe. Congratulations. And right. hopefully you guys can dig Thank up you. some microchips and get the line started again. This is the craziest darn thing ever. I know. I need more 911s. Yeah. I have one 911 for the rest of the year so far. One. Wow. Yeah. Good luck. Damn. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Down to four-hour shifts now. Oh, and no. And a three-hour Kentucky truck plant that never closes. Cut down once. Uh, get rid of one of their shifts for one night. Ugh. Shortage. Well, for those of us that have been in the car business any length of time, it's always something. <laughs> there's there's oh, yeah. always some disaster and catastrophe <laughs> right around the corner. You never know what it's going to be. I remember when the tsunami hit Japan right. back in 2011. It just stopped production. It's like, wait a minute, the only place in the whole damn planet that makes these I know, parts. It is interesting to have this there. worldwide chain yep. and then single link failure points. It's. Uh, it's kind know. of like the Suez Canal. Have you been following that? Yes, I it's have. It's this huge ship that got... A single ship gets stuck. Ran aground in the Suez Canal. They can't get it out, and it's backing up international shipping traffic all over the place. Oh, oh, oh. oh yeah. You're fired. Well, it's a good Actually, thing we gave it away, then. Yeah. I'm sorry? Oh, did they? They an article yesterday. They got it unstuck. Oh, they did? Okay. Whew. Oh, good. Yeah. Very good. That sounded really sincere. Well, good. No, it is good. <laughs> I mean, I think it's kind of funny. No, it is. You, you'd think you'd have to be pretty skilled to drive some 50 million ton ship. Whoops, ran aground. Yeah. 
you would think. Went on the wrong but side. What I understand, what I understand is a big gale force wind hit the side of it and spun it around and got it stuck. Oh. It wasn't pilot error. It wasn't any kind of error. It was just God going, let's watch this shit now. You know, I'll tell you a quick story before we like go it. about that. Years ago, when I was still playing in bands, we one summer we got a, booked a lot of gigs on the Andy Amo boats out of Stillwater, the big fake paddle wheeler things. And it was really fun because people were in a great mood at summertime and they couldn't leave, right? So, right, you're stuck there. <laughs> what do you we want to get to jump? We're not that bad. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I got to know the captains a little bit, and I said, have you ever had any close ones? And the guy says, and he was driving the big one. He goes, yeah, about three weeks ago. You remember that windstorm? And it was May of, I don't remember what year it was, but there was just one of those nights where everything turned green and it gets super windy. Oh, yeah. He is heading back, uh, and he has to go up towards the Stillwater Bridge, whip a Yui, and pull into the dock. That's how they dock the thing. Well, a big gust of wind hits him as he's going sideways and starts blowing him right into the Stillwater Bridge. Mm. Ooh. I said, what did you do? And he said, full throttles, crank the rudders all the way, and I'm still going sideways. At the last possible second, the wind backed down, and I was able to get it from running into the bridge. Oh, I yeah. Said, yeah, I don't know if I ever told the story of the houseboat trip that we took last year in the high winds, but yeah, uh-uh. we had more that we don't have enough time. All right, we'll me, save that for next week. Next week, when I have, in doubt, yeah, throttle out. There is plenty of <laughs> things that can go wrong when there's high winds in a rectangular-shaped boat. Yeah. yeah. All right, that about wraps up episode 87 of Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. I think <clears throat> Dr. Johnny Rock is going to be on next week. We're trying to make sure that. Oh, he can is that make next down. week? Yep. Unbelievable. So we the can, Doctor of Rock, is that what you're talking about? Yep, the Doctor of Rock, who actually sold cars uh, for a little while at Feldman's. Uh, and I said, how did that go? And he goes, I was terrible. I sold one. <laughs> so Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, we'll ask him about it next week. I just, I don't know. <laughs> he was probably like when Larry David was trying to sell Toyotas on Curb. I can imagine the Doctor would have been just like that. Anyway, we will be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Thank you for listening, and we are out.